Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 154 with Clayton Mask of the Founder Podcast. Discover exactly what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur and what's possible through entrepreneurship from the greatest minds in business today. Welcome to the Founder Podcast. Here's your host, Nathan Chan. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I'm the host and CEO of Founder Magazine and I'm coming to you live from rainy, cold Melbourne, hometown, homegrown Australia. So I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are around the world. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and share your earbuds with me. If you're new to the show, we interview extremely successful founders that are pretty much crushing it in whatever industry they're in, either number one or two at what they do in the world, and they've disrupted uh, their industry in some way, shape, or form. And today's guest, Clayt Mask, is someone that uh, is definitely uh, an industry leader uh, in the CRM world. So he created a company called Infusionsoft. And uh, I've actually never really heard Clay do many interviews. So this was really cool to actually get to speak to somebody that, uh, you know, we use their product every single day at Founder, massive fans, uh, email automation software, CRM, fully, fully like an absolute beast of a software product. And uh, it's really interesting to hear the ground up of how that company started uh, what growth strategies worked, leadership, scale, team building, hiring, culture, you name it. Uh, we talk, we, It was a great conversation and I, I learned a lot from Clayt. Now, before we jump into the show, I just wanted to let you know, guys, um, for those of you that were following along uh, around the founder version 1.0, a physical coffee table book, we'll officially be selling that book to the public this coming Monday for only one week you can get the book the digital version and the audio book and the ultimate crowdfunding guide which is the detailed process that we used uh, to actually raise over two hundred thousand dollars you can get all of that uh, for one special awesome discounted price before we go to the public so make sure you save that date and uh, yeah make sure you check out uh, the book and go to founder.com f-o-u-n-d-r.com forward slash book Yes, that's right. We've actually recently acquired the founder.com domain, which was a mission in of itself, a whole other story that I might tell you guys sometime. Might write a blog post about it, actually. But uh, that's it from me. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do take the time to leave us a review or do share it with another friend that you know that's a founder. I'm sure you have a friend that's a founder, an entrepreneur that would love these episodes and they love this podcast or love our work, anything we put out at Founder. It helps more than you can imagine. All right, now let's jump into the show. So the first question I ask anyone that comes on is, how did you get your job? <laughs> I created it. I uh, Thanks, Nathan. Good to be talking with you. 
I say that only half jokingly, but here's the total truth. When I started Infusionsoft, when I started working with a, a couple part, my couple of partners at Infusionsoft, I had $100,000 in student debt, and I thought that the best way for me to get that paid off was to go work for a, a big company or a law firm because I have a law degree. And I quickly realized, uh, or at some point realized that the better way to do it was to start a company. And so I partnered up with my brothers-in-law and we created Infusionsoft and it was about a 10-year overnight success story. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Um, And so so when did you start it? How did it come about? Because marketing automation, email marketing, this is like, if you're going to start a, I guess, a SaaS company, this is a good space. Yeah. So what happened was we actually didn't start as CRM or marketing automation or email marketing. We started as custom software for small businesses. And after about uh, almost a year, we got to uh, semi-custom CRM software for small businesses. And after another year, we got to a CRM solution for mortgage brokers and a CRM solution for all other business owners. And it was the CRM solution for all other business owners that by the end of year three was really taken off. And that was the, that was the beginning of Infusionsoft. Mm, I see. And how did the idea exactly come about? Do you have a, a background in, in building SaaS companies? Um, are you, are you a marketer? Are you, uh, are you a, a developer? Yeah, so great question. So I I had been working at a software company that created websites for customers, and we had millions of customers, and so I knew that world. And um, I was more on the business development side at that company, marketing and business development. And then my my co-founders were software developers. So when I began working with my partners at Infusionsoft, the deal was they they did nothing but write software and I did everything else except write software. <laughs> and I gradually moved more and more into the sales and marketing and the leadership of the company. And then one of my one of my partners became uh, moved into the marketing side, moved out of software writing and into, into the marketing side. And so our other so- other partner is still our chief software architect. And so I, I guess I would say I had, I was more on the marketing side. My my two partners were more on the software side, but uh, over time, one of those partners moved to the marketing side. Yeah, gotcha. And how how did that evolution come about? Uh, the before you found, I guess, product market fit. Would you say? Yeah, it really came through our custom software development for our customers, and we we started working with marketers who were having a hard time managing their lists. They were having a hard time keeping straight customers from prospects, um, first, you know, responders from cold leads, you know, they're just having a hard time keeping, keeping things straight. And as you know, the more you build your list, the more you must segment it in order to send the right message to the right audience at the right time. And so it really was their needs, those marketers. And as we started to solve problems for some of those marketers, they would tell their friends, and we we found ourselves serving more and more marketers uh, who needed the capabilities of our sales and marketing automation, and that's how it gradually got developed. It took about three years before we got to our product, and and uh, you know for the last decade plus, we've been we've been providing that software to more and more customers. 
Yeah, awesome. And can you give um, our audience, if they haven't heard of Infusionsoft, I guess um, an insight of how big it actually is? Because we're, we're a customer, we're a super user, we're, we pretty much our whole business relies and runs off Infusionsoft now. Yeah, it's. I'm glad you asked that. Thanks. So in terms of size of our customer base, we got about 140,000 users of the software. But in terms of the scope of the product and what it does, it's a really good question. A lot of times people will come in and they're just using it for email marketing or or, or maybe marketing automation. But the, the reality is our, our software is really the growth system for your business. And it's you know the customer database at the core where you have all your customer information. And then it's marketing automation, sales automation, e-commerce. But what you're really doing is you're using our software. What our customers really do is they use our software to effectively follow up with their prospects and customers to move the customers through the through the customer lifecycle in an you know in an automated way. Yeah. Now I love that customer lifecycle. Um, I'd love if you could talk our audience through that because I noticed you guys are doing a lot of education around lead generation, conversion, and I yep. guess getting the most out of Infusionsoft. So. Yeah, that would be really, really useful for our audience. Yeah, you bet. Well, you know, let me just talk about the concept really in a basic fundamental way, and then I'll talk a little bit more about the customer lifecycle. Generally speaking, what happens in, in an entrepreneurial business when you're running this small company, it's very, very difficult to follow up effectively with all your leads and customers. And so things slip through the cracks and you're wearing 10 different hats trying to run the business and you don't follow up with the prospect or the lead or the folks you met at the last networking event or your customers who asked you to send some information. You just can't keep it all straight when the business starts to grow and you start to have some success. And so it's great because the business is starting to grow, but you really can't keep it all straight. And you start to go, you start to kind of go nuts with your brain as the 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 real system of your business that doesn't work well and it does and it prevents you from growing and so i think a lot of times business owners don't realize that the thing that holds them back from growing is effective follow up and you know people don't follow up effectively because they don't have time they don't have a system to do it they don't have have the know-how sometimes they have so much distraction going on in the business cuz they're wearing so many hats sometimes they forget but fundamentally if we follow up effectively with all, all of our leads and customers, the business grows. And I think most business owners realize that when they stop and slow it down and think about it. But then what do you do about it? So, you know, Infusionsoft really is a follow-up system. That's what we do is we help business owners grow their companies by following up effectively. And so that's the concept. Now, you know, in a nutshell, effective follow-up holds businesses back from growing, Infusionsoft is your follow-up system. More specifically, if you think about all the places where follow-up breaks down, you could kind of map that out across a customer lifecycle from the first time the prospect hears about you all the way through to when they purchase, to where they go, we, they do repeat purchases, they refer other customers to you. That's all a customer lifecycle. And what business owners start to realize when they work with Infusionsoft is, oh, wow, I can lay out my customer lifecycle and I can automate every aspect of it so that I'm literally automating the business. And that's the fundamental, 
Like that's the really great value that customers get to. The fundamentals are follow-up. Automating the whole business the way you guys have done is what's possible. And sometimes we found that people try to jump to automating too much before they get the basics of follow-up in place. Mm, yeah. Our, if I were to talk about our system, it, it is quite complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but it is effective. Like we're using lead scoring and yeah. depending on how – how you know how much people open, click, and how hot they are around you know any of our content or any of our emails that we put out. Depending on that, we might only just um, send you to a landing page or send you a piece of content to warm warm you up and get you more familiar with with you know a certain product or you know a little bit more about our brand. And then you know depending on how warm you are, we can we can um, let you know about an awesome product or service that you might be real interested in depending on what you've clicked or opened in the past six months. Yeah, that's right. And then you're only spending your time one-on-one talking with people who are very qualified and, and likely to move forward in the buying process where, where businesses waste a lot of time and do follow up ineffectively as they're doing one-on-one with people who aren't really ready. So lead scoring helps you to understand who to talk to and when and where to use automated follow-up in the places where prospects or customers aren't ready to have a one-on-one conversation. It's not a good use of your time as a business owner. Mm, I agree. So with the customer lifecycle, one thing that, um, like when I actually saw that sheet and, um, you know, one of our, our consultants was talking us through some things we could do to improve. One thing that really changed the game for us is is wow moments. And I think that yeah. would actually be really important if you could share that with our audience around why wow moments are important during the customer life cycle. Yeah, so uh, there, are, there are a few key points where the experience that your customer has either in, engages them with your company and really you become very you really become endearing to them because they appreciate so much these these critical moments. And we call them wow moments because you get such a great return on that investment in the relationship because of what you did that now you've, you've developed this strong connection. And so that can be things like, and it, it's different in everybody's business. You know, this is where the consulting and the understanding the strategy really makes a ton of sense. And, you know, sometimes people will knock us because, we help our customers implement the software strategically and they're like, Oh no, you should just be able to do that on your own. Well, there's a lot of strategy that goes into this. There's a lot of understanding how to do this and wow moments are a good example. You know, when you think about your business, you've got to kind of draw out, well, where are these times where when I send the customer something or follow up to answer a question in anticipation before they even ask it or when there's a key moment that the customer is, we know the customer tends to feel let down or frustrated by other vendors. And you can show up for them because you understand that, but you can do it in an automated way. It's so powerful because now the customer's like, oh man, this vendor gets me. I mean, they they understand me. I want to work with them. And you did it in an automated way. It wasn't taking any more of your time. And it can be something as simple as sending an easy Um, thank you gift, or it can be as simple as a call from one of your reps at a time, you know, one of your people at a time that's really important in the customer's life cycle. It can be just simply following up and delivering what you said you were going to do consistently because you've automated it. Those are the kinds of things that create wow with the cut with your customer 
and really build a customer for life with great lifetime value for your business. Yeah, no, I agree. Some of the things that we've done ever since looking at that wow moment sheet is uh, thank you cards. Uh, we've also done just just random bonuses of like a magazine yeah. issue or one of our products yeah. that people they would not expect. It was not part of the promise of, of what they purchased. Um, <clears throat> another one is like um, credit, like just giving people credit to to buy more products, like so no, it's been extremely game changing to think about that. And I'd love for, yeah, I just really wanted to share that with our audience because essentially, um, you know, what, what another big takeaway I took from it was when somebody buys your product or service, you know, someone subscribes to our magazine or, or buys one of our courses or something or buys a book or whatever, the relationship is not over. You can further facilitate that relationship in many ways. And one of the best ways is I guess to delight your customer, that's something that Seth Godin taught me. It's all about delighting your customers. You can you can surprise them with wow moments, with with things they do not expect. And it just, um, it really, I think it's a great way to get that cut through, pattern interrupt, and and really just um, go above and beyond of, of what people would expect and really deepen that relationship. That's how you get that word of mouth too, you know? That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's just exceeding expectations and you can, you know, it's the you, you know this because you have an automated follow-up system to do it, but most business owners would say, "Yeah, I want to do that. That sounds great. Great idea." But then life gets so busy, you know, small business life is just full of distractions and fires and wearing so many different hats and so those good ideas just go unimplemented. And the power of an automated system is that you can implement those. You, you have those ideas, you get them into the software and implement them, and then they're on autopilot and you don't have to think about them anymore until until you get the thank you notes from customers the, of surprise and delight of what you did for them. Okay. Um, there's a question I have to ask you, and this is purely selfish. Um, can you talk to me about the most successful companies that are using in Infusionsoft? Talk us through their campaigns. What are they exactly doing? You know, um, it's really interesting because there are two ways to look at it. And, and I think the natural way is to look at all of the sophistication of what our most successful customers do. And I think that historically we've tended to highlight that, but that can become confusing for a new customer of Infusionsoft or a non-customer of Infusionsoft. And so what, what I really like to highlight is the fundamentals that our successful customers do. And the fundamentals are having basic lead follow-up nurture in place, basic new customer welcome uh, campaigns in place, and then basic long-term nurture. In other words, you got to follow up with your leads when you come in and, and, and nurture them along until they become customers. You got to have a welcome campaign to new customers that, that nurtures them along. And then at least once a month, you've got to have communication with all of your prospects and customers. We refer to those as the key three campaigns. And if you look across all of our successful customers, they're doing those three things. They've got new lead follow-up, new customer follow-up, and long-term nurture. Those are the basics, the blocking and tackling of automated follow-up. And our successful customers are all doing it. Mm. And what are your thoughts on Facebook Messenger and these all these other new tools that are coming around in-app stuff? Yeah. You know, it's it's really powerful to have different methods of communication, but it can also be very 
difficult when you have a bunch of different communications you're managing. So the more tools you're using, the more chaos you can sometimes create. And so our work at Infusionsoft is really to tie those tools together and allow you to use our growth system as kind of your your platform to build the business. And so our we're doing some really cool stuff to, in the future, tie some of those other tools into Infusionsoft because while they're great utilities, uh, they can actually become counterproductive at some point when you're managing a whole bunch of different methods of input. Mm, yeah, no, that's awesome. I look forward to that. Because, um, yeah, that, that's a definite trend that I'm noticing across, I guess, communication, prospects, lead generation, uh, nurturing, this this in-app messaging and, and especially these Facebook Messenger bots, a lot of people start to use them. A lot of people start to talk about them. And I'm, I'm hearing a lot of success stories, you could say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But um, look, I don't, yeah, I, I, um, I'd like to switch gears and, and get to know a little bit more about you as a founder. So, so you've built, you built this massive company. Be, besides building a great product, can you tell me about what House has attributed to the growth, success, and scale of Infusionsoft? Yeah, yeah it starts with great product. You're right. Um, but to grow it and scale it, you got to have great culture. And culture is not uh, the perks and the things that you offer. It's really the core of who you are, your purpose, your values, and your mission. And we've spent a lot of time over the years studying Jim Collins' work. We've spent a lot of times practicing that, you know, the good to great, built to last, great by choice. There's actually another book he wrote that's the best one of all for small businesses and entrepreneurs. It's called Beyond Entrepreneurship. Hmm. And it's really about how you establish a culture and scale a culture. And you can't really grow a company effectively if you don't scale the culture. And so, yes, product matters. Yes, marketing matters. Those two things really drive the growth of the company. But in the end, it's people and leadership that sustain the growth of the company. And so for us, getting our purpose, values, mission, and then hiring, training, and firing to it is foundational to what we do. Yeah. Can you tell us, like, how did you learn that in the early days? Did someone teach you or? Yes, we went to work on it. We studied it. So here's how it happened. We, we um, you know, when we were six or seven people and I said, hey, by the end of next year, we're going to have, by the end of the year, we're going to have 15 employees. You know, I'd have a nervous employee or two come in and say, how are we going to keep this great, this great family feel that we have in the company when we have 15 people? And I'd, and I'd say, ah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it just fine. And then the next year I'd say, okay, we're going to have 25 or 30 people by the end of the year. And, and I'd have a, you know, a couple employees would come in with the same nervous question. How are we going to keep this great culture we have as we grow? And, you know, that continued to happen. And then we got to a point where we were going to have 150 people the next year. And I was like, I was the one going, Oh crap, how are we going to keep this great culture? So we started to really study it. And we, we, we just studied a whole bunch of different authorities on the subject, but the stuff we liked the most was Jim Collins work. And so we just really um, took it to heart and became practitioners of it. And uh, so I'd say Jim Collins taught us, but it was because we sought out all of his knowledge and wisdom and put it to work. Mm, okay. Gotcha. And can you tell us about what kind of leader you are? 
I'm a I'm a caring yet somewhat impatient, hard driving, ambitious guy. <laughs> I I love helping small businesses succeed. I'm very much a unifier. I want us to be aligned through our purpose, values, and mission. And I want uh, you know I I love to see people grow and develop and take things on. Um, but I you know I really want to challenge people to to take the next step and think bigger and and solve bigger problems. So, you know, I love working with people. I love, I probably sometimes get in the trenches a little too much because I just love being in conversation on the front lines with people. So yeah, that's, that's who I am. Mm. When it comes to ambition and, and speed, like I'm sure you guys are obsessed with speed, like we are at Founder. I'm curious, how do you like instill leadership in your, in, uh, in your team for them to move as fast as possible um, while getting a great result. Because sometimes that can be, you know, a, a fine balance between pushing too hard, burning burning your team out. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You know, it's um, it's really about getting everybody aligned. So you don't get, you know, the the bigger the company gets, the s- slower it can it, it tends to move because you got to align people now. You know, if you have a big ambition, you got to have a lot of people. So sometimes entrepreneurs will be like, well, I don't want a bunch of employees. That's just a pain in the butt. Well, that's that's that may be true, but you're not going to accomplish a lot in the world if you don't have a big team to do it. So and I'm not saying not trying to belittle the the great things that people do with a five or ten person or one person team. But let's also be honest in saying it's really difficult to change the world in a massive way if you're one or five or ten people. So, and most people don't want to be bigger. Most people don't want companies bigger than that. That's fine. But I think the reason they don't do it is because they don't know how to get everybody aligned. And so they just feel all the people problems and I don't want to do that. And, you know, I don't deal with that. If you get everybody aligned, you can do some pretty awesome stuff and you can move fast. So what it comes down to is how do you align people? And there are a bunch of different methods and ways to do it out there, but it comes down to getting everybody clear on the mission that you're on, the goals, the strategies of how you're going to accomplish it and getting everybody, you know, on the same page. There's a, a, a guy out there named Vern Harnish who, who um, has written a book called Scaling Up. Um, his prior book was called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. And it's really all about how you get everybody aligned and on the same page executing so that you can move fast. Yeah, I love that. I love that uh, book. I love uh, Vern's work. I'm part of EO, so um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I follow I follow his stuff. He he's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So, can you tell me who you learn from right now? Like who who are your mentors? Who who inspires you? You know, I I don't know that I would say mentors, but um, I always you know I'm always doing coaching and working with different folks. But right now, I'm you know I'm I'm looking at you know, large CEOs of large software companies and the ways, the ways that they're growing their businesses. You know, I, I love, you know, I just love the way that Jeff Bezos drives Amazon. I think it's pretty, you know, just totally impressive. They just continue to grow like crazy. He's, you know, he's a guy that's just really interesting to watch. And so, you know, that's one that I, that I learn a lot from, you know, certainly as you look, as I look in the CRM world at what Mark Benioff does, uh, I think it's pretty impressive the way that he has led a movement there. 
and and I'm you know I'm a different kind of leader than both of those guys, but I certainly learn a lot from them and and watch what they're doing. So you know I think I, I think I also look up a lot to what uh, what Intuit has done and what Brad Smith as the CEO there has done over the last several years is really really impressive. But you know those are a few folks that I look to in the software world and what they're accomplishing. Mm. When you talk about um, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Um, one thing that I wrestle with a lot in, and I'm sure a lot of our audience would as well, is is sacrificing profit for growth. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a really great, you know, it's a great question. And and I think that there's always a trade-off between profit and growth. I think that he's, you know, he's got clear, clearly has big, bold ambitions. And so he's he's generally sacrificed profit for more growth. And he's been very clear with Wall Street about that. And generally, Wall Street, while they've been a little cranky at times about it, they've accepted it. And the stock price reflects that. You know, growth, there's there's not a lot of substitutes for growth. And profit is sometimes uh, is uh, too easy to take and, and, and sacrifice the growth of the business. But, you know, it's a trade-off is the short answer. And I think you got to have some of both. If you're, if you're leaning entirely one way or the other, it's problematic. Yeah, it's it's it is difficult. Um, I, I've been reading a lot of Basecamp stuff. Uh, do you like Basecamp and their world? Yep, yep. And um, you know, they're they're really trying to convince me around you know what 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 kind of business they like to build. I find that really really interesting. And they and they're all for like you know building a, a, an amazing business that that is extremely profitable. And in in, in regards to growth, they say they don't really care. <laughs> Which is really, really fascinating because they're they're quite big. Um, how do you approach the these different philosophies when it comes to, I guess, long term vision and growth for Infusionsoft? Yeah, I mean, long term is the key thing, and so you know, you again, you got to Sometimes you're going to push harder on growth and less on profit, and other times you're going to push more on profit and less on growth. Depends on the strategies and the initiatives and the vision that you have for the company. But keeping the long term in mind is the key thing, and I, you know, that's that's where I come back to purpose, values, and then the mission that you're up to. But you know, I, I think it is a the the point you're bringing up is a little bit individual. It's it's individual to the company. It has a lot of times to do with um, whether you have investors. Um, that's one thing that you know investors have a say in that. So. You know, I think that's one thing that Basecamp, the, the the guys there have done really well is they've they've really just kind of kept it to themselves and have been able to call all the shots. And there's something to be said for that. Mm, yeah, and I think it's interesting with with Basecamp how they actually, funnily enough, did have Jeff Bezos invest in the company, but they essentially just took money off the table. But yeah. that that wasn't for growth. That wasn't the the money that they did have. That wasn't for growth. Right. Right. So look, we have to work towards wrapping up, Clayt. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about about yourself in the sense of of what have you had to sacrifice to get where you are today? What have you had to give up? Yeah, great question. Well, a lot, to be honest. You know, you you have to you have to be realistic about the fact that to grow a company, it does require a lot of you. And you also have to be, you know, for me it's about it's about being really clear of what I won't sacrifice. And I won't sacrifice my my wife and my six kids, um, and I I won't sacrifice my health, and I won't sacrifice my faith. 
And so those are the things that I won't give up. You know, there are other relationships that I admit have suffered sometimes, and that's hard. I certainly have given up a lot of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've definitely given up some interests and hobbies and things that I would like to do. Um, I've definitely given up, uh, you know, sports or watching sports or playing sports as much as I would like, but I work out all the, you know, I work out every day, especially as long as I'm in town, um, of every, every weekday, I tend to take off Saturday and Sunday from a workout standpoint. I, you know, I try to eat well. I, I make sure that my health, my body is able to to uh, be the vehicle that drives my, my ambitions and what I'm trying to accomplish in the world. And then I make sure that my wife loves me and my six kids know that I'm there for them and that my faith is strong. You know, those are the things that I won't sacrifice. But, you know, it's certainly not perfect at it. There have been times where I've messed up a little bit and missed some things that were important or, you know, haven't been there as much as I would like. And so I'd say, Generally, I've done well balancing things, but at times, not so much. And I think if if I'm if I could speak directly to your audience, I think the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs is actually the mind game and everything that's going on inside of them as we're trying to build our companies, because we're totally distracted by all the things that are happening and all the hats we're wearing. We're very emotionally charged by what's happening in the business, whether that's good or bad. We can be prone to to not just distraction, but to anger or to passions or to, you know, you name it. And I think managing ourselves and and managing what goes on between our ears and managing um, our energy, I think those are the real challenges that entrepreneurs face every day and how we make sacrifices and how we don't make sacrifices has to do with the little moments of managing that that energy and that thought and that feeling that we have. Mm. I have to ask you, how, how do you manage that? How do, how, do you, how do you master that? Oh, boy. We need a whole different uh, topic for that. <laughs> I've worked on it for years. And, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but I've gotten a lot better. You know, frankly, I used to be much more prone to anger. It was a lot easier to get upset. I I used to be much, you know, much more, my, my emotions swung much more. And I think I, I've, uh, early on, I definitely had a lot of negative self-talk going on. And so the short answer is a lot of coaching, a lot of books, a lot of, uh, self-awareness, a lot of journaling, a lot of reflection and meditation, and then also a lot of spiritual development and, and, relationships and connection, you know, and just keeping clear in my mind who I am and what I stand for and how I approach things in the world. So that was kind of a little summary, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, look, um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap there, Clay, but uh, just final question. Uh, where's the best place if our audience want to know more about yourself or Infusionsoft, where can they go? Yeah, go to Infusionsoft.com. Uh, you can learn more about it there. And then if you're if you're growing a business and you're, you know, kind of over 10 employees and you're feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you're wanting to learn how to manage it better, you can look up our elite forum program where we teach we teach entrepreneurs that are growing companies that are um, beyond beyond or approaching a million dollars a year. We teach them how to build a team and align everybody to the purpose, values and mission. So 
you can you can learn more about it by looking for elite or you can learn about the stages of small business growth by texting the word stages to 72,000 and we'll send you some information about it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, fantastic, Clay. We'll um we will wrap there, but uh, thank you so much for your time, mate. This was an absolute pleasure and um yeah, we're we're big fans of Infusionsoft. We we speak about you guys a lot and uh, we're, we're pretty much with you guys for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Nathan. This has been great. I appreciate the questions. You 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 caused me to be more introspective than I probably <laughs> normally am on my on uh, on you know podcasts or Skype or things like that. So thanks for giving me the opportunity. It's been fun to talk with you. And I love I love entrepreneurs. I love uh, founders and, and uh, you know, people are trying to grow a business and we love helping them with Infusionsoft. I'm glad to have spent some time with you here, and thanks for being a great customer. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, it's it's an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, I hope you have a fantastic day. I appreciate your time. Okay, you got it. Thanks, Nathan. Take care. You too. Ciao. The Founder Podcast has come to a close, but it's not time to sleep. It's time to hustle. Download the Richard Branson issue of Founder Magazine for free right now by visiting foundermag.com slash Branson. Again, that's an absolutely free download of the Richard Branson issue of Founder Magazine containing an exclusive interview with the man himself. It's only available at foundermag.com slash Branson. So download it now and we'll see you next time on the Founder Podcast. We'll be right back.